Now, lots of people are like pumpkins on a porch. Now, don't laugh at my pumpkins because you try to find a pumpkin in February, okay? These came from Haiti, and some of my best friends come from Haiti. Yes. Lots of people are like pumpkins on a porch. Now, you see these in the fall, right? And pumpkins are sitting on the porch, and they don't do very much, and they look really good in September and October, but then comes November, and they start to sag and wilt, and in, in December, if if the homeowner doesn't replace them with something Santa, they kind of cave in on themselves and implode, don't they? Well, lots of people are like pumpkins on a porch. They don't really do a whole lot with their life beyond going to school or work, and then they come home and they eat supper, and then they watch TV or play on their computer or their phone, they go to bed, and then the next day they, they rise and repeat. And that works for a little while. That looks fine for a little while, but at some point in their life, they start to sag and wilt. And if they don't invite the Creator to do something inside of them to renew them, at the end of their existence, they just sort of collapse and cave into themselves and implode in death. Now, God loves you and wants you in His family, and He wants you to be so much more than just a pumpkin on a porch. And when we say yes to Him, that happens. And as we say yes to Him, He comes inside of us and He does for us and makes us what Jesus just called us. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is talking to His followers, not everybody in the whole country, but just His followers, and He says, you are the light of the world. And let your light so shine in front of others that they see your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. We are the light of the world, and God wants us to shine for Him, and that happens as we say yes to Jesus. Now, then comes the pressure, and that would be, what if your light is not bright enough to catch anybody's attention? What if your deeds are not good enough that anybody notices? Or even worse, what if what we do turns people off instead of prompting them to glorify our Father who is in heaven. Well, the good news is, when we say yes to Jesus, that we are the light of the world, and actually, our light is His light shining in and through us. We are not the light bulbs. We are simply jack-o'-lanterns with Jesus' light shining in and through us. That's where the light comes from. But you look at this and you go, well, wait a minute. There's a difference between a pumpkin on the porch and a jack-o'-lantern. And what's the difference? It's Jesus inside. It's Jesus inside of us. And how does he get there? Well, we have to say yes. He invites us into his family, but we have to say yes. Now, many of us did that sometime a long time ago, imperceptively. We grew up in church. We've always known that God loved us. We said yes to Jesus through the liturgy as part of church, and that counts. Some of us, however, grew up in families that did not do church, or we've walked far away from God at some point in our life and had to come back. For those of us like that, that's more of a conscious decision to say yes to Jesus. But however it happens, 
When we invite, when we say yes to him, he comes inside of us. We say, Jesus, come inside of me, and he does. But still, there's a difference between this one and this one, and, and, and what's that difference? That would be this right here. Because when we say yes to Jesus, he opens us up to see, okay, what needs to stay and what needs to change. Now, if you have not yet said yes to Jesus... Don't freak out because God is not walking around with a big old knife wanting to do surgery on your soul without your permission. Now, God loves you. He always is inviting you into his family. But if you don't say yes, if you say no, he respects your decision and he'll let you stay a pumpkin. And even if we do say yes, He doesn't come, he's gentle and he's kind, and he will not carve on us without our consent. But to get from here to here requires allowing Jesus to open us up, and he does. He opens us up, and he looks inside to see what there is, and you know what's inside? Yuck. There's, it's slimy and it's seedy in there. And we invite Jesus then. Let's invite him to dig and scoop out the yuck that's in our life, our selfishness and our unkindness and our sexual impurity and our lust for power and control and our want and greed for stuff and the way that we mistreat other people. Let's ask him to scoop all of that stuff out because the more of it he scoops out, the more room there is in our life for Jesus to come in. And then, as he's scooping, let's ask him not only to do the big stuff, but also the seeds. You know, those those little sins, those minor offenses, those little white lies, those things that really don't make a big difference right now, but you know what happens with seeds if you leave them alone long enough? They sprout and they grow and they produce their own crop of slime. So as we are asking Jesus to clean us out and scoop us out, let's ask him to get the seeds as well as the big stuff. Because the more seeds we allow him to take away, and the quicker we do that, the fewer things we have to unlearn and repent of. Now notice as he scoops, what he scoops? Only the yuck. He leaves the parts of us that are still created in his image. He doesn't change the basic shape of our personality. Now, I walked away from Jesus for a while in my college years, and when I came back to him and said yes to him, and he started scooping stuff, I, I had this thought that, oh no, I'm never going to be able to laugh again or make anybody else laugh again because my sense of humor at that point in time consisted of colorful language and scenarios that would have played really well on Comedy Central, but not so much in here. But I was wrong. I was wrong. You see, God created me with a sense of humor and with some ability to tell a story, and that part of my personality did not change. And what God did was he scooped the yuck out and he left all the sweet meat that makes me such a fun and yummy pie. (laughs) God does not want to turn you into or make you into something that you aren't or someone that you're not. 
When he carves on you, he's actually carving you into the human being, the person that you yourself want yourself to be. You just may not know it yet. So we say yes to Jesus. We invite him to, to, to scoop the yuck out of our life. And then let's ask him to open our eyes. To open our eyes and open our ears. Because although God is all around us all the time doing stuff, we don't always notice, do we? We're not always paying attention. And as we ask God to open our eyes and our ears to perceive Him more, the more light of His that we let into our lives, the more light of His radiates out of our lives. So we say, yes, He scoops stuff out. We ask Him to open our eyes and our ears. But then we get to choose the shape of our mouth, which is our attitude. We get to choose whether our mouth turns up or down, whether it stays in a circle or a smile, we get to determine the shape of our mouth because we decide if we're going to complain and whine about how tough life is and how badly people are treating us and how sad all of that is and how awful the government is or to marvel at how good God is and how well He takes care of us and how blessed we are. We get to choose. We get to choose whether we're going to question everything or if we're going to trust that maybe God knows what He's doing. And maybe what He says in the Bible is actually true. We get to decide and determine whether we're going to be angry or flexible, whether we're going to be greedy or generous whether we're going to be despondent or joyful, whether we're going to be selfish or selfless, we get to determine the shape of our mouth and the attitude that we have in approaching life. Let's choose wisely. And as we say yes to Jesus and we invite him to come in and scoop out the yuck and open our eyes and ears as we determine to have that attitude in ourselves that Jesus himself does, then what God does is he puts his light inside of us and we become what Jesus called us, the light of the world. And not only do we get to do that, we get to do that second part too. To let our light so shine before people that they see our good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. And I'm going to take this glove off because I'm going to be handling your food here in a minute. And you don't want any of that on your wafer, do you? We get to let our light so shine before people that they would see our good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. And that sounds like a pretty tough assignment. But how hard does a jack-o'-lantern have to work to shine in the darkness. Not much. It's the same way with us. As we allow Jesus and we say yes to Jesus, He shines inside of us and we become the light of the world because it's Him that they see, not ourselves. We're not the bulbs. We're just the Jesus jack-o'-lanterns. Now, as we shine, people are going to notice and some of them are going to ask questions. Why aren't you mad about what the government's doing? And 
Why don't you complain about your parents, your kids, your job, your school, your marriage? How is it that you're not scared of taxes or crime or the coronavirus? Why, 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 or how is it that you can be so happy when life is so hard? And the answer for most of those questions is because God loves me and takes care of me. Because God loves and cares for me. Now say that with me. Because God loves and cares for me. Because God loves and cares for me. That's, that's actually the answer to all kinds of questions. Because God loves and cares for me. And if they ask you more, then share your experience of life and light. And let your light shine. And if you're worried about you're not bright enough or you're not as bright as I might be or some super Christian or something, don't worry about that because it wasn't my light that got their attention. It was yours, which means that your light is bright enough. So shine and share it. And if they ask more questions, then invite them to come here with you to see some light of their own. And that's why that card is in your bulletin. Give them one of these. It has the times of the services. It has the website. It has a map. Tells them how to get here. Take this home. Put, tuck it in your purse. Put it in your pocket. Put it in your wallet. Put it in the console of your car. Have it in your locker or your desk at work or at school. So when someone asks, this can help you answer the question. Lots of people are like pumpkins on the porch. But let's not settle for that. Let's choose to say yes to Jesus and be a glorious Jesus jack-o'-lantern.